Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, March 23rd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adioye Jr., and joining me is Tim, work from home, Gettys. Tim, how's it going? It's going well, man. I'm, it's week two of working from home officially it is. as of today. And yeah. you know, I, feel like, I feel like we've ironed out the kinks. You know, we got fun little borders now. Look at this. Yeah, it's we a fun video. time. We, we got, got lower, lower thirds. thirds. Look at wow. that. Man. Wow. Wow. Big Don Coelho making shit happen. Uh, almost yeah, let's the do right a round of applause. Almost the right name. Oh, <laughs> what happened? Uh, hey. I, hit the, I hit Greg and Bless, not Bless uh, and Tim. Well, here we are. Now it looks good. It's okay. People people say I look a lot like Greg, and so, you know, mm -hmm. it happens. I get the confusion. Uh, Tim, how, yeah. how's your weekend gone? How, weekend how's your weekend good, been? Man. It, was, it was real good. I actually um, finally convinced Gia to watch Code Geass, one of my favorite Whoa. episodes of all time. We're is, 13 is, episodes is, in. Whoa. And she's enjoying it i would say overall the show doesn't hold up entirely the plot okay. does the characters do the dialogue not so much it's uh -oh. just, first off the show's horny as fuck second off the show it, like it's just it's a little it's too anime for its own good in terms mm -hmm. of the, the the back and forth dialogue we were like no one would ever talk that way uh but man it is it is quite quite the show and i'm, I'm happy that she's she's excited enough to watch it that she keeps bringing up like oh let's watch just a couple more today i'm like yes dude that's awesome yeah. uh kev were you about to say something uh i was about to be like oh there's no way it doesn't hold up and then he said like the dialogues like can't be oh. shit. and it's like oh no that's a fact this yeah dialogue is not good yeah 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 but otherwise it, oh my god fun stuff. phenomenal great show. story Did, does gia have like an anime history at all uh she has watched death note that's it she okay. loved 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 yeah. loved death note Death that's Note because is great. Death Note, when you boil it down, is really just two people talking back and forth. There's so yeah. little action in, in that show. And so, like, a show with, like, giant mechs and stuff, she's like, Tim, I don't know about this. And I'm like, just, mm -hmm. just watch, man. Just watch. And she's, she's enjoying it. Dude, this weekend, I've been playing Animal Crossing. And it's my first Animal Crossing experience. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, man, I got to this island... I arrived and I the first person I met, I don't even know if I can call him a person. First like creature I met yeah, people was too. was this dude named Tom Nook. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got there, he's like, yo, you owe me some some bells. And I was like, I just got here. I don't even know how I owe you anything. And that's just been the game now. This has been yeah. me. You picking got nooked. I got nooked, apparently. Uh and it's just me like doing chores for a good three days. And it's uh -huh. been a great three days, honestly. Yeah. What's your like, island name? Uh, it's called Green Hill. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm liking it. Yeah. I'm liking it. It's called Green Hill. Um, and there's a Kevin there, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, <laughs> it was the first person to greet me. It was great. No, it's, it's, it. It. you're it's you Bless. alone on an island with Tom Nook and Kevin. <laughs> yes. Bless, I just, just want to tell you right now, it's so nice that we're still friends at this moment. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I just, I just what what does that mean? I, I don't know, man. All these idiots are idiots. You know what I mean? But you're still cool right now. <laughs> right now, I, I hate how you keep saying right now. Yeah, it can change at any every, moment. Not everything lasts, you know. And I'm just saying, Kevin I'm is waiting this on me. Moment. Kevin is waiting on me to turn on him, and I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't know if I'm gonna turn on Kevin. That's what I like. I feel like everybody thinks I'm gonna turn on Kevin, but I don't. I don't know. So far, me and Kevin, we're like, uh, we're like Ratchet and Clank, before they got like 
combative with each other. Which, which that Wait, okay, so it's not like Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Wait, they ended up being friends, right? They, yeah, yeah, they ended up being friends towards but the, they had the end of the game. Moment of, of peril between the two of them. But wait, which yeah. one's Ratchet? Yeah, which one's Ratchet? Ra- Ratchet is the oh between me and Kevin. Oh, I'm Ratchet. Oh, Kevin, oh, this guy gets it. I, I like guess. this. Kid. Kevin's definitely Clank. You Are you just, kidding me? You just moved up a couple spots. In my Thank version. you. I appreciate it. Oh. Uh, today's stories include a Half-Life Alex <laughs> review roundup, Animal Crossing sales, GameStop closing its stores, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show now it's time for some housekeeping our half-life alex review episode of gamescast is live i believe right now i've not checked right now youtube.com slash kind of funny games i checked it is yeah there. greg miller the return of danny o'dwyer greg miller's Whoa. irish cream Whoa, it's great! I man. can't wait to watch it. That's one that I'm I'm really anticipating because one, I love uh, Daniel Dwyer, but then two, these Half Life Alex reviews, man. Reviewing a Half Life game. What world are we in right now that we're all forced to work from home, and a Half Life game just came out? Two things it's I never crazy. thought would actually happen, and here it's we crazy. are. It's crazy. It really uh, is, check- man. Go check that out. It's either on uh, it's on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games or on your Gamescast podcast feed. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Momo, Drew Gardner, Blackjack, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 clan. Today we're brought to you by Quip and ExpressVPN, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. A baker's dozen. <clears throat> and here, here's the thing. Thank you, Kevin. Here's the thing. I'm going to start off with this Half-Life Alex review Let's roundup. Let's do it, man. Because Half-Life-y. it's crazy out there, Tim. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Right now on Metacritic, as of 10.15 a.m. And also, I should say that Greg Miller has been building this review roundup as the show started because the embargo lifted 15 minutes ago. And so I'm jumping into this blind. But right now, the Metacritic is sitting at 93. There you go. 93. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. 10, out of 10. Dan Stapleton. Dan Stapleton says, back when VR first became a real thing and we all started spitballing which game worlds we'd we'd most like to be fully immersed in, Half-Life topped my list tied with Bioshock. It took a few years, but Half-Life Alex has more than realized that potential. With it, Valve has set a new bar for VR in interactivity, detail, and level design, showing what can happen when a world-class developer goes all in on the new frontier of technology. In a lot of ways, it feels like a game from the future and one that the rest of VR gaming will likely will, will likely take good long a good long while to match, much less surpass. GameSpot gave it a nine. Uh, the homie Michael Hyam wrote, "Yes, this game this game is somewhat of a companion piece to a ma- to main life Half Life games taking place five years before Half Life Two, but that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Disappointment disappointment you may have felt." in its 13-year hiatus, will feel like water under the bridge, and in a way have played into just how powerful Half-Life Alex turned out to be. The names, the faces, the iconic objects, and uh, or the, the iconic objects that have become synonymous with Half-Life uh, have their specific place, and if you weren't aware previously, you'll see just how important 
how important Alex Vance, the series' most infallible personality, has be, has been the entire time. Not only has Half-Life Alex made good on his shift to VR, it, it has elevated many of the aspects we've come to lo- we've come to love about Half-Life games. It may not be as bombastic as previous games, but the intimacy of VR brings you closer to a world you might have thought you knew over uh, over the past 22 years. Even when familiarity sets uh, starts to settle in, its gameplay systems still shine as a co- as a cohesive whole. And as it concludes, Half-Life Alex hits you with something unforgettable, transcending VR tropes for one of gaming's greatest moments. Jesus Christ, that's high praise. Yeah, geez. And then and Greg, Greg Miller was saying something similar. I saw really? his that he put out. He was saying that it's an amazing game and that there's one level in particular that's one of the greatest levels he's ever played in a video game. Wow. Uh, game Informer gives it a nine. Uh, this comes from Leo Vader. He writes, Half-Life Alex is a must-play game worthy of the series' legacy. Despite some puzzles and encounters that feel like filler, the overall experience is strong. The stunning set pieces, beautiful world, and smart writing stand out no matter the medium and mark a return to form for Valve. If you're waiting for a killer app before you made the investment into virtual reality, this is it. And then lastly, Polygon uh, recommends it and says, Half-Life Alex is the best that VR and Valve have to offer. That's very high praise yeah. coming from, from from all these reviews. Uh, Tim, does this yeah. does this get you hyped? Does this sell you on Half-Life, Alex? So here's the thing. Uh, yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Because I uh, am not the biggest Half-Life guy. It's not to say that they're not great games. It's just that I – it's kind of a blind spot for me where I played both Half-Life 1 and 2. I mean, I beat both Half-Life 1 and 2, but I don't okay. remember them. It was like a fleeting thing. I like forever I ago. It was forever ago. I played Half-Life 1 at a friend's house. Like, I think I played with mm. them. So it's like, I don't really have this, like, tied experience to the franchise. Um, and on top of that, like, VR hasn't really grabbed me. Like, I, I love things like Beat Saber and Super Hot, where it's like, or even, like, the Batman VR experience, right? Like, I like the experiences mm. uh, of it. But I, I haven't really been sold on the, the blood and truths and stuff, like, that you guys have been playing. And mm. a lot of that just has to do with... I don't have a PSVR. I don't have any VR system. So it's like I'm not committing to the ecosystem fully. I'm kind of just dabbling here and there. This seems like the type of jump in the deep end experience that um, VR has needed for forever. And I can't believe that it's a Half-Life game that that is going to be that. But um, I'm, I'm really interested in how this fares over time. Like I wonder if people are going to look back on this as a classic or if it's just going to be, oh, it was a 10 for the time. That makes sense. Yeah, and I I wonder how I I wonder how this then influences the future of VR cuz that that's been a big thing for me in Half-Life where I'm like like in recent episodes of KFGD we've had conversations about what a 10 out of 10 first person shooter looks like in 2020 and is there a way you can make a 10 out of 10 video game in, in, or 10 out of 10 first person shooter wh- where interesting. This this genre has kind of gone through so much and evolved so much like doom eternal is probably the best first person shooter i played this generation for me and i still probably wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10 like Hmm. it's so hard for me to uh to to imagine a game breaking ground in this genre the way that we've seen games break ground uh a while ago right both half-life and half-life 2 broke ground in very different ways Mm -hmm. uh and so for half-life alex to come out You've, you kind of expect similar things. And to see it getting a 10 from IGN, a 9 from GameSpot, a 9 from Game Informer, uh, I, I believe Daniel Dwyer in the GamesCast things, uh, in the GamesCast review said that it's a Game of the Year contender. Like, that's that's crazy to me, and it has me very excited to actually check it out. I know Greg, 
I mean, Greg at this point has finished playing it, and so I might see if I can if I can borrow his his index. Yeah. Um, but that's just that it's it's super crazy to me, but super super awesome to see. Um, and I think it throws like a wrench in the whole game of the year conversation. Absolutely, yeah, because it's early titles. Yeah. It's beginning, man. Like we've been talking, like fantasizing about this day for so long. This is the launch period. I mean, I guess March twentieth was the launch of the games of 2020 with doom with animal crossing with yep. half-life like half-life actually hit its date like can we just appreciate that for a second oh yeah it did not get delayed it was announced for coming in march it got a march date and it hit that date that's insane to me yeah no that's i mean it's awesome i wonder how much this then goes on to sell vr units like there's a lot mm-hmm. of questions around like what is this game going to do for vr um and i think like in, in a lot of ways this game is probably gonna be make or break or make or break for vr in the sense that yeah for like in in the sense that like this game is is probably for all intents and purposes like a must-have title Mm -hmm. right like half like it it one it's half-life two it's excellent half-life which are things that people have been clamoring for for i mean since half-life 2 episode 2 um and so like i wonder i wonder how much how many vr units this sells i wonder like you know, I wonder if there's like a. I, I wonder if PSVR has to do anything to respond to this, mm-hmm. or like if if they're able to get Half Life Alex on that platform also, because many Half Life games have been on console. That's the hope, right? Like, I I am not too familiar with all the uh, the licensing and holdups of, of this. I know that they're trying to push the the index, which makes a lot of sense. But yes. at what point do they decide that this is for the betterment of VR and for the betterment of the index itself, that we need this game to be on every single VR platform available. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like this this needs to be on Oculus at the very least uh, to be able to get it to that broader audience, right? Yeah, I, want, I don't know much about Oculus, but does... And this is probably a question for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Can Oculus play games off the Steam store? Because I think you might be able to play this game on Oculus already if that's the case. Oh, okay, um, yeah. The chat's saying it is on Oculus. Yeah, because this game What's is... The other it, one, then? What's it not? Uh, uh, well, it's it's on Steam, so anything that has compatibility with Steam, you should be able to use it on. But I just don't know what has compatibility with what. And so Vive is the other Got one. It. But I think you might be able to play it on Vive. Like as far as I know, PSVR might That's be good. the only like major one that you can't uh, play it on because of that com- compatibility with Steam. And I wonder also, like technically, like can you make this game work on PSVR with a controller with the power of PlayStation? Like I, I like I really don't know if that's a if that's a thing you, you never can, underestimate you can do. the power of playstation bless that's true you should never underestimate the power of playstation uh i uh i, I kind of asked this before but like f- for you is this going to inspire you to get vr here's the thing this is uh the most interested i've ever been in getting my hands on someone else's vr uh like it's it's not making yeah. me want to buy it but i'm like i, I do want to borrow someone's right yeah so like that's that's at least a step but i feel like that's an important step right that's that step of getting in, getting that experience, being like, all right, you know what? I need to support this so we get more experiences like this. Because if people don't support this game, we're not going to get these type of VR titles again. You yeah. Know? Like, this is undeniably the biggest budget VR title we've ever seen. Right? So, like, yeah, I mean, for sure. 100%, yeah. I I wonder, on, on PSLW, like, in the first few episodes, me and Greg talked a lot about dreams. And how do you sell dreams to a mainstream audience? How do you, like what are, what's the position that sony marketing is in that they want to sell this game i wonder if if uh valve is having similar issues not in the sense that people won't understand what half-life alex is because it's very easy to understand it's the first person shooter taking place in vr and we know what half-life is we know what vr is 
cool. But VR is still in a place where it's not broken through in a mainstream. Like, everybody knows what VR is. VR has kind of broken through in a mainstream way, but not in the way that everybody owns VR or everybody feels like they should have VR in the in the living room. I wonder what the conversation is over at Valve in terms of marketing this game. Like, are commercials I mean, enough? Like, what do honestly, they do? Like the the way I see it is, I think that this game is marketing for the index, right? Like, mm-hmm. I th- I feel like there there must have been a conversation, must have been a decision a, a long time ago that they're like, no, we're doing this. Like, we need to make this game to sell the index, to sell the idea of VR to the people that uh, might be, you know, on the the edge of, of it, or the, even the people that are like, hey, I'm a Half Life fan. Like, I feel like this is speaking directly to the PC gamers that have no interest in vr and they're like well now i fucking have to you know yeah and especially it being good it being great it being a masterpiece it's like they this is kind of a a brilliant move of using this to sell indexes to get indexes in people's homes because then they have them then they're going to want to to be in that ecosystem and support that ecosystem right so it's Mm -hmm. like how do you market this game i think they've already done it get tens make a good game i don't think that you can sell half-life any more than that and I, I feel like that's the 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 weird part about this is that i do think that there is a a ceiling to the success of this game but yeah i think that the what people what valve's looking at as success for this isn't bazillions of copies sold i think it's getting enough indexes in homes yeah i i i agree do you feel like half-life alex then means anything for half-life 3 or do we have to wait and see on sales like and and i mean to to what you just said right like there is a sales ceiling for half-life alex Mm -hmm. um but do you think that this game coming out and getting tens and getting nines and and, and being excellently received is gonna do anything for half-life 3 coming out uh that's hard my my gut says no Mm. i think that half-life 3 exists totally separate from this at what level of development is it? Are we ever actually going to see it? Those are other questions. I feel um, like we have to see it at this point. I they've been quiet for a long time, and they're definitely they're doing they're building something here, right? Like mm-hmm. there there has to there's some plan, there's something going on. But I I don't know. Like this is a big move. Like when we first saw this game, it was like what the fuck. Like even now, I'm like looking at videos of this. How is this real? Like how is this a VR game? Dude, it looks so there's- good. There's like one video who uh, I think Rami Ismail was the one that tweeted it of somebody, you know, how you have like the gravity hands in Half-Life Alex. Somebody's like holding a chair and there's one of the face crawler things and like they hold the chair up and then they use the gravity, the, the gravity hand, I guess, to like to uh, draw the, the the face eater face hugger, I think is what it's called, uh, to the chair that's in their hand. And then they like throw it out the window, like the, the kind of things that people are doing in this game seem really cool and really technical in a way that really makes me want to try it out mm-hmm. um because it just looks impressive but i mean to your point also about half-life 3 i, I think half-life half-life alex to me is them speaking out loud that i feel i feel like to me this i don't it's it's very hard for me to grasp the idea that this game can exist and they're not then going to plan half-life 3 because that's almost like like that at, at, at that point it's like what are you doing like just put the put put the game out i know this is this the, half-life alex is coming out to sell vr for sure that's the goal that's the plan but it's such a specific plan that invokes if that, that invokes the thought in literally everyone of 
all right so uh half-life 3 is next right mm-hmm. so I, I i feel like that's gonna be the next step i wonder though what that means for them i wonder if i mean i i wonder if this game doing so well in vr then means half-life 3 is a vr game well so i don't think so but thoughts. i i feel like again looking at the reviews of this game and the the already critical success of this game i i feel like they valve's not looking at this as if it's not half-life 3 they're not looking at it as as if it's like a a lesser than product they are looking at this as as yeah and like spinoff is a weird thing because i i feel like it has a derogatory like sense to it just yeah like by default but i feel like they're looking at this as if it is a a proper half-life title right not it's not half-life 3 but they are looking at it as if it's it's as important it's sim- as birth by sleep is to kingdom hearts even though it doesn't have a number after it yeah it's almost similar to how like for final fantasy for example final fantasy 7 remake is coming out and that's not necessarily final fantasy 16 but square enix is still treating final fantasy 7 like it is like a full flagship title. release yeah now, flagship here's, title here's how i do think that half-life alex might affect half-life 3 i feel like if this is a major success i don't think that it means half-life 3 is going to be uh in vr what i do think is that because I feel like at some point, unless everybody just goes all in on this and like this is the future, which I don't really see happening, mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna want Half Life Three to be the the tr- more traditional experience. I yeah. feel like it'll push Half Life Three even further away to make room for Portal VR, Half-Life Alex, Left oh Dead Portal VR, VR, like work on all those those other titles and put them into VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this succeeds in getting indexes in people's houses. See, I think Half-Life Alex 2 is more is more likely just in the sense that I've watched interviews in which they've talked about stuff like Portal and the whole like they, they they've they've tried to figure out Portal in VR, but the whole nature of Portal being that you're fl- flinging yourself around and like jumping into portals and doing the thing where like you're in an mm-hmm. infinite loop, they can't figure that out in in VR. Maybe they'll figure out a solution to it, maybe they'll yeah. limit it in certain ways, but um I I bless I could see I could see a future where we get Half-Life Alex 2 for VR and then get Half-Life out or Half-Life 3 for just regular PC or just regular on on Steam. But my thing is where Half-Life Alex is definitely being uh Half-Life Alex's purpose is definitely to sell VR. I wonder if Valve sees value in a Half-Life 3 as just a regular game. Like Half-Life 3 would definitely sell VR. Half Life Three on Steam though, it's like people already have Steam. It, what what is the purpose there? Is it just at that point just to put out an amazing game? Mm-hmm. You know, what's up, Kev? Kev you were saying something. Kev, sorry, yeah, uh, I was saying, uh, bless. Just, do you like um, fuck, what's the game we were just talking about? The Half Life? No, no, the other one, the with the portals portal portal yeah. oh yeah i love portal yeah can you imagine if it was it was you were that girl and you're just trying to like move the companion uh, cube along so like you're just oh. from place to place and you're trying to set up the thing to bring the companion cube with you i think that could be, be really fun. cool i think that could be done that- in vr too where that like alleviates the problem where- of going of you flinging around or, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I think that'd be cool, and, that, and I think that's the type of that's the type of solution they would have to figure out, right? Mm-hmm. Is maybe you make Portal about transferring Companion Cube <laughs> around the facility as opposed to like flinging yourself around. Um, either way, I'm really excited about the future of of Half Life. I'm excited about the future of, of Valve games because Valve puts out incredible games. Um, and overall, yeah, like good good work 
to Valve and the Half-Life oh, team. Yeah, you killed Congrats it. You did it. Yeah, they did Number it. Two. They did it. Number two, Animal Crossing New Horizons smashes sales records in the UK. This comes from Christopher Dring over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes... Animal Crossing New Horizons has become a major hit in the UK. Nintendo's critically acclaimed sequel has sold more copies in its first week on sale than the launch sales of all previous Animal Crossing games combined, including the spin-offs. The launch is 3.5 times bigger than the last game in the series, 2013's Animal Crossing New Leaf, on Nintendo 3DS, which was the previous, previous biggest launch for the series. It is also the biggest single game launch on Nintendo Switch since the console came out, although if you combine the sales of Pokemon Sword and Shield together, those games enjoyed a bigger first week. This only factors in physical sales. It does not include digital download numbers, which may have been higher than the uh, than usual considering the concerns around COVID-19 virus that has seen the UK government recommend that citizens stay indoors. Nintendo does not share digital download data externally. And here's the top 10 uh, for the week ending in March 21st for the UK provided by GFK, right? So I'm going to start at number 10. And number 10 is Red Dead Redemption 2. Number nine is Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuels. Let's fucking go, baby. At number, at number eight is Forza Horizon 4. And number seven, Crash Bandicoot Let's Insane Trilogy. Let's fucking go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? At number six is Grand Theft Auto 5. At number five is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. At number four, FIFA 20. At number three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number two, Doom Eternal. And at number one is Animal Crossing new horizons tim you'll love this to all see makes it, sense man. you'll love to you see it it all adds it. up it all makes sense but you know this is kind of at this point just the nintendo switch has proven that it is the return of nintendo uh, you know at this point it's that that's not even an interesting thing to say we all know that but yeah what I do love is that they've consistently now taken every single one of their franchises well so far there's many left f-zero uh but they've taken their franchises and no matter what's happened to those franchises before they put them out correct on the Switch, and we're they see the results of that, right? Luigi's Mansion hit, Animal Crossing hit, obviously, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Smash Brothers. Like, they really have done a great job of putting out the right games at the right time, and mm. even smaller franchises like Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing, they're now seeing the fruits of that labor kind of come into into the success story that is the Nintendo Switch. By having this many Switches in the wild, having this many Nintendo Switch lights in the wild, it set Animal Crossing up for the biggest success possible. Obviously, yeah. all the COVID-19 stuff as well, I think, is adding to it a little bit. I think there are people playing this that wouldn't necessarily have picked it up, like Andy Cortez is a perfect example. I think that he's mm-hmm. only playing it because he has nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same with me. I've been playing it uh, because I'm like, well... I have all this time for for games now, um, and it's been the perfect time waster. Uh, and like it's it's weirdly just a positive game, despite me being in debt to Tom Nook, who keeps finding ways to just pull me back in. Every time I get out of debt, Tom Nook's like, "Come back, you bitch!" <laughs> and like has me has me paying for like whatever tent or house. Um, but like I I was telling this to a friend, right? That like last week i i i I felt kind of stressed with the whole like work from home thing and the whole uh stay in shelter uh thing like at certain points i was just like out like i was very frustrated by it felt kind of stressed felt like kind of anger by it the last three days i've been playing animal crossing dude i've been mad mellow (laughs) like it's been great man like it's day day nine or ten i'm thriving and i i blame animal crossing dude i mean that's the thing like i feel this is kind of the perfect storm for this game right like it it, it's funny that I actually think that it coming out on the same day as Doom helped it 
like I think that all the memes and all of the you know the synergy between yeah. the team fan base and the Animal Crossing fan base, like I feel like it it was just yet another example of opening the door to people playing this game that wouldn't typically ever give it a shot. And Nintendo Switch has been doing that, right? Like how many people played Fire Emblem for the first time ever with three houses? You know, how many people mm-hmm. were like, you know what, I'm gonna give Pokemon a shot because I have a Switch and I, you know, maybe didn't have a 3DS or wasn't interested before, but like because of the release schedule, I'm going to give it a shot now. It's like Greg Miller played Pokemon last year, right? Like that's yeah. a perfect example of, of what I'm saying. It's like there's been a Pokemon almost every year for uh, two decades at this point, but he played mm-hmm. that one. That's because yeah. of the Switch, right? And I feel like Animal Crossing is going to do that 10 times the amount that Pokemon did because so many people already played Pokemon. Yeah, my, my favorite tweet from this last weekend was a tweet from uh, at shenanigansen, uh, and they tweeted, Doom Twitter, uh, colon, uh, take your time, have fun finding Easter eggs, enjoy the game at your own pace, Animal Crossing Twitter. This dude doesn't even have 100 trillion bells yet. This dude hasn't even reconstructed the, the Tower of Babel and ascended to kill, kill God. Like, it's like, it's like Jesus. a weird... <laughs> it's like a weird dichotomy between like the doom the doom eternal fan base being like bad like you know like supportive and 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 laid back and the animal crossing fan base i look around at my friends everybody has a mansion and i'm here still in a tent feeling bad about myself dude joey got a godzilla i don't know what the fuck she did like i don't i'm not familiar enough game to understand how that even happens but like joey has a godzilla and people are jealous about it you know what i'm talking about I have no idea what you're talking about. She I didn't has know this giant ass Godzilla on her island, and it's just chilling. <laughs> I'm so confused. I thought you could just get fish. <laughs> I didn't realize you had dinosaurs you can get. Dude, yeah, I'm gonna try to you, find. You like to see it. Me and uh, me and Greg were talking about this on Friday, and I want to get your 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 opinion. Uh, a question wrote in on Friday asking about whether or not Animal Crossing might become the the fastest selling Switch game, um, and that then evolved to a whole conversation about where we think Animal Crossing might end up in terms of the top selling switch games and for me i had animal crossing sitting at uh i think like number like seven right because number one is mario Kart 8 deluxe number two smash brothers ultimate number three mario odyssey number mm-hmm. four zelda breath of the wild number five pokemon sword and shield and that number six is pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee i actually had it at number at number um i had it above pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee yeah i can't find it yeah i don't know I, the, the link is in the doc if you want to find the if you want to see like the the sales because like Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is at eleven point seventy six million and then mm-hmm. above it is Pokemon Sword and Shield at sixteen point six million. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I don't what think the this fuck? is Joey's. Uh, like I think people maybe these these are people responding to Joey, but yeah, got it. Big old that's crazy. <laughs> they got a Godzilla. <laughs> Bless you, you gonna get a Godzilla. <laughs> I I just might, man. I'm spending a lot of time playing this game. <laughs> here's the thing, dude. I believe we'll you see. can do it. I just want to make that absolutely clear to everyone. See, th- here's the thing. People, I don't know how people are doing the things that they're doing. Because I'm on day three or four right now. And I am just now getting a house. Because, like, you have to wait for a certain amount of time for certain things to happen. Bless and so you have to wait a day bless. for your don't, museum to happen. Don't worry about these guys. They're probably cheating. You're doing it the right way, and I respect No, they're you. 100% cheating, which is what I want. Like, I, I, can you I get a Godzilla on day two? It's <laughs> a question that, that I don't have an answer These to. are the hard-hitting questions here. So I, I'm trying to find out how many copies of Animal Crossing New Leaf were sold. Because that was uh, the we last talked about one. this on friday i want to say like around 13 million but i'm not sure let's see i am having a hard time finding this 
Yeah, I don't know where Greg was the one who I think got it last time. I don't know where he got it from. Um, okay, yeah, yeah 12.45 million. So, okay, okay, cool. So then taking that, applying it to the switchification of things. Um, also keeping in mind that was at you know later in the well, it was, it was healthily into the 3DS's life, and there was a lot of 3DS's out there too. Um, I don't know, it's tough because I can't see it doing more than Pokemon Sword and well, Shield. Well, Pokemon is Pokemon Sword and Shield is still gonna rise, is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Because that game's gonna make its way up to number one, probably. I think I'm with you. It'll be right above Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah, that may, that, that that makes sense. Um, but yeah, shout out to shout out to Animal Crossing for killing it. Jacob Meyer, aka YKM, writes in and says, "Hey there, <laughs> insert host. Crossing my fingers for Nick to host this one or to host this one day. Anyway, my question is simple: How much money is that. Nintendo? How much money is Nintendo making right now? I know two friends who have bought a Switch mainly for Animal Crossing, and two other friends who want to buy one but can't because the non-light Switches are sold out. So either Nintendo doesn't have that many Switches in the wild, or they're selling they're selling like milk milk mommy branded hotcakes. Yeah. Oh God, that's so gross. That, that is, is disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, dude, th- we've seen this happen many times with Nintendo. They have a strategy in place for their for how much uh, hardware they actually have on shelves, and when things get in the way of that, everything gets thrown to hell, and everything sells out everywhere. And I, I'm not yeah. surprised that we'd be seeing that now with so many people cooped up in, in the house. I'm sure there are many families buying s- multiple switches to yeah. keep multiple little hellions quiet. I'm sure. I'm mean, sure manufacturing probably comes into play somewhere. I don't know if that would hit yet, but you know, maybe that's that's also an effect that that's having. Um, and yeah, like animal, like that combined with Animal Crossing coming out, like that, it, it makes total sense that switches, especially light switches, <laughs> light switches, uh, are switch lights are selling out. Uh, and so yeah, like I don't, I I can't speak to like how much the switch is selling. Like and like removed from the context of what's going on right now, but I imagine mm-hmm. like Animal Crossing probably sells quite a quite a few switches. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Number three, GameStop finally closes stores to customers. This comes from Jason Schreier at Kotaku. GameStop will close all of its stores starting uh, stores to customers starting tomorrow. And I should point out that this is written I think like Saturday. Uh, switching to a delivery at door service. Delivery at the door service for locations that remain open. Company CEO George Sherman said in a letter to employees today that was obtained by Kotaku. Shoppers will be able to to order games online by using the GameStop app or with QR codes at stores. They they can then pick the games up curbside at stores that remain open through the coronavirus pandemic. Some states like California and Nevada have forced the struggling retailer to shut down its locations entirely, despite GameStop's protests. Sherman also said in the letter that GameStop will be, will be giving 80 hours of extra paid time off to those employees at closed or, or closing stores who are eligible for it, and two extra weeks of pay to those who aren't. The CEO emphasized that any employees who do not feel comfortable going to work uh, at stores do, uh, doing delivery should tell their supervisors accordingly. Quote, we respect that everyone has personal situations and preferences, so your decision will not impact your position with the company, Sherman wrote. This news comes in the wake of a week full of confounding moves for the retailer, which has been struggling financially over the past three years as customers moved to digital stores. As the United States intensified its response to the pandemic, GameStop was slow to react. First, employees complained that GameSpot or GameStop 
did uh, did not adequately supply them with cleaning and sanitizing supplies. And as states began shutting down businesses in hopes of mitigating the, the, the spread of the virus, the retailer, the retailer told employees to stay open regardless, claiming it was, quote, essential retail. Tim. Have you been following all this GameStop business? Yes, I have. I've also been following Gary Witta on Twitter during all this business. And my God, that man has thoughts. Oh, uh, man. He's yeah. angry. He's real angry. Uh, for good understand. reason. You know, obviously, yeah. this is the type of thing we're in such a, a crazy time. And I, I feel that leadership needs to step up and make sure that there are plans in place to to make sure that this is the situation is handled as, as best as possible. Yeah. And at this point, it this is a little it's a little late, but. It's appreciated, at least they're making these moves. This is very similar to what Best Buy and other similar uh, companies are doing. And I, I don't think that GameStop would have gotten as much shit as it did uh, had it just been, you know, enacting this. Since yeah, I mean, I, I, I stand by the idea that if GameStop did this in the first place, that it could have been a lot of goodwill for, goodwill for them. I mm-hmm. like I, I I've been saying that I imagine like they they wanted to keep their stores open because they're still like GameStop is on their dying breath. They don't want to lose any business because they're out of here sooner than later. And, you know, it might, it, it's probably like a pure business thing for them to stay to stay open. That said, them I mean, that's shitty, you know, like it, that's... I mean, it's, it's shitty. It's not human. Uh, it's embarrassing. And, and if they did this in the first place, it could have been goodwill. It could have been us being like man look at good guy GameStop making, I mean, making go, the right moves i see i disagree with that at this even what we're talking about is too late for it being good guy it's just like mm-hmm. you're just a human being at that point yeah <laughs> you know I mean? well like, i mean i mean for sure yeah but like if they if they did this at first with the uh, with the idea that they are providing their their employees with paid time off who didn't have paid time mm-hmm. or who were earning well i guess if the employees weren't earning paid time off they would then be paid for the for the few weeks mm-hmm. um if they got out there with that messaging and got and got or not even got out there with that messaging, but just did that, that messaging just happens to the, to come out through word of mouth. I it wouldn't be the biggest like oh hey good job GameStop, but it would be like a oh okay cool like that's that that's good of them, which yeah. is way better than than what it's the conversation is now. I feel like that would have been net zero, where it's just kind of like that's just what uh-huh. you're expected to do uh, in this type of situation. And that's evidenced by so many similar companies around them. Right. But mm-hmm. anyway, they're doing it now, which is good on them. They were kind of forced into it, which is not good on them. So here we are. We'll see where this goes and we'll see how long GameStop can, can survive after this. If it even can, we and more than that, we'll see if GameSpot can survive with all the shit being talked about them accidentally from typos. Oh yeah, it's it's the worst. Every time I say games, every time I say GameSpot, I'm talking about GameStop. I just like imagine in my mind Michael Hyam just like frowning at me. Uh, it's a bummer. Jared Petty tweeted uh, talking shit about GameStop, and he said GameStop twice in the mm-hmm. tweet, but he said GameSpot both times. Then oh. he deleted that tweet, and he re put it up to fix the typo, but he only fixed the first one. <laughs> <laughs> The endless That's struggle, like, guys. Hey guys, we've all been there. All right, let's let's all just be kind. <laughs> Number four, Sony reportedly pulls Mario creation from Dreams after Nintendo complaint. This comes from Joseph Noop at IGN. Sony is reportedly pulling a Super Mario creation from Dreams after N- Nintendo issued a complaint, according to a report from Go Nintendo via Eurogamer. Dreams player Piece of Craft took to Twitter to talk about their creation getting pulled from the game, alleging their Super Mario model, which is available for other players to use in their own Dreams creations, was taken down. Piece of Craft was also uh, Piece of Craft also stated that they received an email from SIE Europe that 
uh, that said Nintendo had issued a complaint about their intellectual property being used in a Sony game. Piece of Craft's Mario model can be seen uh can be seen being used in other user creations it's unclear if those creations have been impacted by sony's decision to remove it piece of craft followed up again by saying that they can no longer edit the mario creation as it's been marked as removed due to copyright material i quote i can remix it but the original i can no longer edit and others will will not find or be able to use not too sure what will happen to the levels that 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 use the mario i guess we'll have to wait and see it's kind of like a slap on the wrist end quote Business attorney Richard Hogue of Hogue Law and Virtual Legality notes that this isn't an entirely unexpected development given Media Molecule's past with Little Big Planet, but the the terms of service agreement appears to cover Sony on issues like this. Quote, Nintendo is well within its legal rights here, but that doesn't necessarily make it a good business decision, Hogue said. Tim, yeah. was this a good decision by Nintendo? <laughs> No, because it's like at the end of the day, how much is this really going to affect them? Um, having said that, though, it's like, you know, from the legal side of this, sure, Nintendo owns yeah, the rights. Like they they can do it. Yeah. The, but uh, I will say that I think the most interesting take on this that kind of like really puts my thoughts of this into some some well-said words was from Zach Ryan over at IGN. Um, someone Zach was like really against Nintendo doing this. And someone's like, come on, Zach, you know how things work. I'm surprised by this take of Nintendo products should be fair game. And Zach replies, I'm not saying that at all. Yes, Nintendo has a right and responsibility to protect their IP, but wonky fan tributes to Mario 64 don't warrant a fucking cease and desist. These are fans, artists, and kids trying to learn how to make games using something they know and love as a stepping stone. And someone replied, it was just like, well, I don't, yeah, but they don't need Mario to do that. Like, you can use some, like, to create something yourself. And Zach replied to that, when you were a kid and learning to draw, were you drawing original characters first, or were you drawing SpongeBob or the Ninja Turtles? And it's yeah. like, that to me is the the interesting bit of this, where it's like, huh, like, Mario is the definition of starter video game, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, being able to create that is kind of a stepping stone, is something that you would want to strive towards. So, I don't know. I It, it sucks, I, but I get I it. think, I, I agree fully with, with Zach. I, like, I, I understand the idea that Nintendo is fully within their right to do this, I think it's kind of bullshit that they are enacting it. Like, one, these are fan creations. Like, at a, at, a, at a certain point, it's like, if I draw Mario on a notepad, like, Nintendo can't cease and desist me, right? Like, and I'm, and I'm sure, I'm sure part of this comes from reports recently of Media Molecule doing their, um, uh, their beta evaluation, which is mm -hmm. a tool that's allowing creators to then export their creations outside of the game uh, mm -hmm. for further use, like outside of dreams. I think that probably triggered something in Nintendo and there and made them go like, we got to put a stop to this uh, because people are going to be able to use our IP freely if they have, if, if they're doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but one, the, the beta evaluation is supposed to be specifically for original creations. And then two, like you just got to let some things slide. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, that serious as of now people aren't making money off of dreams creations and so like if that's the case then i think you should be cool like people should be able to do what they want like creativity is exactly what you what you said coming from zach ryan right like that's how people learn to be creative that's why there's so many fan creations in dreams right now is because as an as a platform that's still kind of in its infancy that is going to go a long way fan creations are going to go a long way into allowing people to learn the platform and find their creative vision and find their creative talent so for yeah. nintendo to come in and be like you can't use mario i like it's within their right i think it's kind of shitty i don't i don't yeah. i don't like it 
now, you know, business side of me, there is the other side where I'm like, I feel like you just need to then have a unilateral take on this where it's just like, it's not that they went after dreams. It's that they're not allowing it anywhere, no matter what. And like, that sucks. But also Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that would explain this a little bit more. And also knowing Nintendo, that's probably the case. Like, I don't think that this was like a targeted thing. It's just more mm-hmm. like, no, we, we don't allow this anywhere. So we need to not let it happen here or else we can. Why wouldn't we let it happen anywhere else? Right. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting also that it's only happening with this Mario model. And I wonder if that has to do with Mario Maker, like people being able to make their own Mario levels in that game. Maybe that's why I they're going. Cause there's like, a bu- there's like a bunch of Zelda stuff and like a bunch of other Mar- or a bunch of other Nintendo stuff going on in Dreams. So the fact that they're going after like this Mario thing specifically, like I just find it kind of weird. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's just the 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 gates are open now, right? It's just I, uh, I don't think that they went in and like were searching for Nintendo stuff and saw the Mario and were like, nah. I'm sure it was brought to their attention that one specific thing, and they're like, oh mm-hmm. no. I'm sure if the other things were brought to attention, it'd be similar. The nanobiologist writes in Tim and says, "Hi, blessing Tim." Nintendo was going after Dreams creators for creating and using a very good Mario model. Do you think this opens Nintendo up for the same litigation in pursuit of copyright? Over the weekend, I've seen so many people playing Animal Crossing create and use art, album covers, and other things from all kinds of games, music, artists, and YouTubers. So, is this going to be a double-edged sword that Nintendo is unsheathing as we are getting more and more into games that let creators create whatever they want? Thanks, the nanobiologist. Hmm. That's That's another thing for me, too, is like, We've seen like a lot of a lot of uh, fan art made in Animal Crossing, but even further, as somebody who's really into Super Smash Brothers, if you go online, if you go on like the created levels and like the created like uh, like the me costumes and all that stuff, the fan created ones, actually mm-hmm. not me costumes, but like the me creations. Yeah, there's a lot of like like IP usage there that is not nintendo ip like you can go and make uh i guess undertale is actually officially in smash brothers now but like before before undertale wasn't smash brothers i had like a, a sans character from undertale uh me outfit that was made by a uh, by somebody in uh super smash brothers ultimate there was also like uh there's also there's also tons of spongebob levels that people mm-hmm. make in smash like stuff that nintendo does, doesn't own but that is being uh sim- similarly user created in the same way that dreams creations are yeah i mean yeah. the thing I've, there is like it's, it's somebody needs to tell them no right it's just like it needs to be brought not needs to but in order for it to not be there someone would have to be like hey they're using your shit and then those people would need to be like hey stop using our shit mm-hmm. right it's like yeah when, when it comes to these type of creation tools like it's it's impossible to police all of it but i'm sure if it was up to majority of these ip owners they wouldn't allow it anywhere yeah uh yeah i just don't like it just let yeah. it happen just let it's like it's a know, slippery slope though man and i know like this is not like the opinion of this it's like it's like, like oh, how come you're, you're, you're cutting out Tim. can you say that again oh. it, it reminds me a lot of youtube videos where people are like oh how come i can't uh use whatever song i want in these videos it's like it's uh uh-huh what whatever the hell the, the term is and fair yeah. fair use and it's like no it's it's not fair, fair use. use like you don't know what you're talking about saying that like mm-hmm. you're literally just using excuses to be able to do the thing you want and it's like that is problematic and it's all the slippery slope of it you need to ask permission to use other people's things like really that's what it comes down to is you you can't just steal people's shit and use it right yeah 
but you can until you get caught until someone tells you to stop that doesn't make it okay i feel like yeah i just feel like there's a difference between and legally there isn't but theoretically between like doing like a cover song or like or even like using somebody else's music in like a video or in in a dreams creation uh i feel like there's a difference between that and then recreating something granted this mario creation apparently is just so spot on that nintendo had to do something about it but um with going with the music stuff though it's like the idea that like that the fight that hip-hop's been fighting for decades now of remixing and sampling right mm -hmm. it's like the you need to clear samples legally or else yeah. you're going to get in trouble for it. So many people don't do that, and then they get in trouble for it. <laughs> I feel like that's a different conversation, though, because sampling, you're literally using that person's product within your product and just editing it, which I know is, like, in theory, what's the point the I'm making? Slippery but... slope. The point I'm yes. making is, why is this okay and that's not okay? Mm -hmm. Right? And it, I feel like that is the reason that people are so strict about this is because if you give a mouse a cookie, Wait, what happens if you give mouse a cookie? They want a lot more cookies. They'll keep coming back. Uh, he, he eats the cookie. It's a book, bless. Get educated, okay? <laughs> read. Read a fucking book. What is this? Is this Oliver Twist? I, no, it's like no, a it's, book it's for called like if you give a mouse a cookie. Maybe six year old. Like, I don't think I've heard of this book. It's like a book you read to like four or five year olds. <laughs> There's also a sequel if you give a moose a muffin. It's not a joke. Yeah, that one's the amount, of, the amount of like years <laughs> that were that were that were turning in my head when you said you give a mouse a cookie. Mm -hmm. I, I like legit sat and thought like, What's wait, what is that? Like, are you at crumbs? Like, what, <laughs> Tim? I'm so excited to see. Time. I'm so excited to see what happens when you give a mouse a cookie. Well, that's so far away it when that is, mouse is going to finally get that cookie from me. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 for PC, Half-Life Alex for PC, VR only, Bug Academy for Switch, Rhythm of the Gods for switch and pc yolo mike for pc okay what the hell is yolo PC. mike yeah kev i know you can't i know it might be difficult because you have to switch oh, around the things we don't need that we're not gonna need to see shit remember when you said that and i was like I don't listen know. i pull up stuff all, i'm already on it you won't be able to hear it though maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see i'm on it i'm on it shield wall for pc fill all for pc pirates Pirates for PC. Let me say that again because I don't know if I gave, put the right inflection on that. Pirates, pirates for PC. It's pirates question mark and pirates exclamation point. Reventure is out now for iOS and Android. And then for new dates, we have Dread Nautical, uh, which is coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Epic Game Store on April 29th, 2020. And then the peaceful survival sandbox Among Trees is coming to Epic Game Store this summer. Kevin, right. is this is Yolo, Mike? What the fuck? I don't get it. Oh, you can't see it because it's cropped, but there's like a... a... Yeah, it, it, it's... Sorry. Hold on. Let me uncrop it on here for you guys. No, I can see... Wait. No, no, is no, because no, it's like a window. Uh, oh, shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Like, look. At the bottom, there's like the Windows logo and... Oh, so you're playing on a computer. I don't know. I don't know. I can restart <laughs> it if you'd like. Uh... No, it's all good. This is making me really it's uncomfortable, cool. though, if I'm being totally no. honest. Uh, you can turn it up. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> Video watchers are getting a treat because you're seeing all behind the curtains. 
deal of the day. Anakin JMT writes in and says, I've got a deal of the day for you guys. Right now, Death Stranding is $30 at both Amazon and Walmart. If you get it from Walmart, you can arrange... You can arrange for them to bring it to you in your car and put it in your car while you stay inside. Remember, everyone, stay safe. Thank you, Anakin. Damn to you. Now it's time. Also, Kevin, are you are you muted? Because I thought I heard. I think I might have heard you you sigh. Yeah, for a second there, I was in my. Mind. <laughs> We're getting close, though. You know. What I mean? uh, all right, I'm gonna. Oh, heavy breathing in the back. <laughs> we're we're having, we're having great times on this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Now it's time for reader mail. You can write in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Quip. Quip makers of the Quip electric toothbrush wants you to know the the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It's simply this: if you have good habits. You're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full, even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com games, spelt G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com games. Quip, the good habits company. We're also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are available in other countries. Now, or now that so many of you, now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of uh, run out of good stuff to watch on Netflix. So this whole week, folks have been using ExpressVPN to binge shows like Doctor Who on UK Netflix and others. It's so simple to do. I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100, 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can you can go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's Whoa. not just Netflix. Whoa. Uh, be, a, be in a moving castle of Netflix. <laughs> um, I love this. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service as Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you just name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason you should use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never there's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen wherever you are. If you visit my special link right now, that's at expressvpn.com slash games, you can get an extra month of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash games. Do it. Tim. Yes. Marley Nito writes in to patreon.com slash patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says hey blessing tim everybody is talking about the ps5 being less powerful but one thing people seem to forget is that xbox plans to have their games playable on the old xbox one which means they'll have to make 
the games playable on the older hardware with their limitations, having the long elevator rides and such. Sony, on the other hand, explained that their new tech, they will be able, that with their, their new tech, they'll be able to design games as they envision and not be constrained by the uh, by the slow hard drives of older of older consoles of older generations. What do you think about this different approach? I hope everybody has time to play their black backlog of games. Marley Nito. I don't think that it's going to negatively affect Xbox too much, but I do think that every time that we see a exclusive tied to a platform that is being developed purely for that platform, the game turns out to be better. Like it just it, it gets all those like little bells and whistles get get ticked off the the checklist in a way that I don't think we really see when things need to be kind of like lowest common denominator. Having said that, I think that Xbox has been planning for this for a long enough time. And as we've seen with the PS4 and Xbox One X uh, incremental generation updates that we got this gen, that it really kind of is sliders. It really is. Here's the base version. And it's kind of like old school, not old school, PC gaming, where it's just mm-hmm. like, cool, what, what, quality are we going here you know like are we going for performance are we going for resolution and you kind of just have more options to take the same core game and just make it look prettier and fancier yeah i think like i i i don't think there's anything wrong with like the different uh approaches i think most of it really actually just comes down to messaging like x like the microsoft probably could have talked about some of the similar similar things that Mark Cerny talked about when it comes to SSD and how that's going to affect how you design your game, um, like elevator load screens and like those ways of, ways of hiding uh, load being being an example. That said, uh, really, this is only going to last like for for Microsoft, right? It's only going to last like a year or so while, while games are still coming out on both. Well, first party games are still still coming out on both Xbox One and Xbox Series X. We'll At see, a certain man. point. You, I mean, do you think at the end of the generation we're still going to have games coming out on Xbox One? Perhaps not the end of the generation, but I think it's going to be longer. Really? You think it's going to be... Mean, wait, say that again, because you, you cut out for a second. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be longer than a year. I don't think... I think by the end of the generation, we'll be getting the exclusives. But I, I don't know. It's, again, a little too early to tell right now. But yeah. I do think that uh, Xbox is committing to the Xbox One, some version of it at least. Maybe the S will be the... The minimum and like the older one doesn't work anymore but i think they're committing to the vision i i believe in their minds they'd want every game to be compatible forever yeah i mean i i don't know man i i, I feel like that comes back to the whole console generations thing and our console generations going away i'm not necessarily a believer yet that console mm-hmm. generations are going away anytime soon because at a certain point, you're going to want your games to take advantage of the technology in, in ways that previous generations just can't handle. And so, like, I don't know, you know, man, like Xbox so far has been really good about taking older games, giving them the new fancy tech. Right. And it's just yeah. like I, I think that now that what that means and looks like is kind of just adding 4K and, you know, but like that's those... that's backwards compatibility. Like right here, yeah. we're talking about like forward compatibility, which I think is a whole different ball of worms and like to um marley nudo's question here right like i feel like at a certain point if you're if you're designing a game to take advantage of the technical aspects of the newer consoles you kind of gotta cut it off at some point like you kind of gotta be like all right this isn't gonna work on xbox one because we can't make it work on xbox one because this is taking advantage of the ssd or this is taking advantage of uh things that are unique to this console and I just think like I like I I don't want to say it's all talk because I don't think it's all talk. I think they do they Microsoft truly does believe in the idea that 
generations are going to mold together uh, more and more as technology gets more advanced. But I think at a certain point, like things are just going to get left behind the dust. Like I think it happens with all technology. Like we, yeah. there are, there are, there are applications on our phones. We, we think of our, we think about our phones in the same way. And there are applications that I can run on my current phone that wouldn't run on my earlier, my earlier phones. Same with but, PC. But with that though, it, I think that the, the phone thing is the most accurate, like one for one thing we're going to see. Whereas mm-hmm. iPhone came out, eventually we move up. We got the iPhone and we got the, you know, we kept going with the numbers and it wasn't yeah. until like, I don't remember off the top of my head, but just, let's just use this as an example. It wasn't until like the iPhone seven that you started getting the messages that are like, these apps are only going to be available on iPhone four or above. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I feel like we're going to get a lot longer of a, a lead there where I can imagine it's like the Xbox one is not compatible, but the one S is still compatible and the one X is still compatible. And like, it'll be a long time before we see those kind of go away. And even then, I don't think it'll be every mm-hmm. game. But I, I feel like it's different though. Cause games are, or cause phones are yearly. Cause phones are like a thing that like they iterate, they iterate on the iPhones very quickly in a way mm-hmm. that consoles are here for, let's say like seven years. Right. If mm-hmm. you just talk about like a base console or if we like include like the incremental upgrades right three or four years mm-hmm. however you want to put it um at that point you're you you are creating a piece of piece of technology that is such a leap forward than the previous thing like xbox series x is gonna be so much more powerful than um xbox one or xbox one x like i i forget the exact teraflopage they said but mm-hmm. they they six uh to 12. six to this oh yeah the jump is from six to 12 teraflops right like that's big enough to make a difference right there oh, yeah. right I mean, I don't know for sure because I'm not a I'm not a game developer. But the way they've spoken about it, it's, they've made it seem like that's big enough right there for a substantial difference in how you can go about designing your games. I I just I feel mean, like here, here, and, here's the thing: like I feel like we have not seen any evidence that Xbox is treating this differently than they've treated the Xbox One X. They are trying really? to build like they're they're saying messages like they're obviously trying to make it sound like it's a next gen product, right? Mm-hmm. But really, if you boil, take away that and just look at like how they're talking about this and what they're announcing, this is very similar to when they announced the One X. Hey, it's the most powerful thing. This is where you're going to want to play the games because it's the most powerful. I mean, right? I'd say they're 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 treating it with more like they're they're doing more around it, right? So we had the Game Awards reveal. We had um, them come out at E3 like they did with the with the One X. Um, but then you're having like the blogs from uh, Xbox. I forget it was called Xbox Wire, or Xbox News, yeah. or whatever, where they were talking about the different features that this thing is going to have in a way that feels way deeper than something like the One X. And to it me, coming it out feels like an iterative thing from that. I mean, you're right in terms mm-hmm. of our tr- gen. I'm just saying in terms of what does that actually mean for the games. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to mean that much. I really think that th- yes, like just like PCs, eventually you're not going to be able to play the new game because your PC just can't run it. I think these that these game consoles are going to become more similar to pcs than they ever have been especially i don't on the xbox know side. i think um, well i i think that's what xbox kind of wants but especially with them right now in competition with playstation like mark cerny went up there uh last week and said that he's a, a believer in generations and with playstation 5 being the the competition for third parties specifically like third parties third party games are going to come out exclusively exclusively for next gen because PS5, like if PS5 or if Sony isn't doing that for PS5 and PS4, where they're trying to make everything homogenous and everything one, then third parties kind of have no, like 
they have no need to like really curate to the the idea that we have to make our games for both the previous generation consoles and the current generation consoles if it's not like a thing that's like mandated but, uh, so or if it's not a thing means, though, that means that mm-hmm. even on playstation the games are going to be the lowest common denominator to be able to be played on xbox that sucks but like that's i feel like that's I, the world we're, we're heading towards and that's I, why I we'll mean, see playstation exclusives take full advantage of all these features and be spectacular games mm-hmm. i think that's only a like two years thing though like i i can't see us hitting year three or four and, and that's, us getting that's the thing. three or four yeah. is where i'm like all right maybe but I, one year i don't okay i can see it i can i can buy that yeah i just i all right I don't know. Just it's it just reminds me a lot of when the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X were being talked about, and the amount of people that are just like, "This is going to totally divide uh, developers' time. It's going to fuck everybody," and it didn't. It didn't at all. Like the same games work on on both versions, and they just work better on the other. And I think that we're mm-hmm. just going to see more of that on the Xbox side because that's the direction they're going, and that's what they've been building towards. Tim, mm-hmm. now it's time to squat up. The nail biologist writes in with a sort of a squat up success story. This isn't a squat up. This is really just an update on the kind of funny social distancing smash tournament that happened over the weekend. Nail biologist writes, follow up from the kind of funny social distancing smash tournament. We had 63 signups and after yeah. five hours of streaming, smashing and fundraising, DePunct took the first prize. Plus, we raised $267 for at Save the Children. Thank you to everyone who, who signed up, watched, donated, and played in the tournament. We are absolutely planning more community tournaments in the future, just like this one. Special shout-outs, of course, to all the community leaders for helping organizing, getting uh, getting the word out, and running the entire uh, the entire event, especially Kyle, Mitch, and Austin for moving people around, and my fellow commentators, Frank Furter and Mr. Penguin Von Penguin, as well as our special guest host for the finals, Kevin Ace X. Kevin Ace X. This is truly the best community on the planet. Just want to give that a shout out. Shout out to everybody who who made that happen. Um, I think that's an awesome thing, especially for the the time that we're in. Uh, I'm hoping to see more of that going on because that Very is a cool really stuff. fun event. Really cool stuff. I wanted to sign up, but I ended up getting preoccupied with Animal Crossing: New Horizons. <laughs> that game really like kind of took things over for me. You got nooks. <laughs> it's been wild. I got nooks, man. I own a bunch of bells is crazy <laughs> now, now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong to see what we got wrong as we got it wrong um let's see here uh x chavanta x says half-life alex can be played on any pc headset oculus quest using link included the reason it's not on quest natively is due to the processing power required to run it same reason it's not on psvr i there's a little bit of editorializing toward the end of that because I'm sure, I'm I'm sure Sony could get like some some kind of deal with them to make it work. But yeah, Quest has a different library than PC VR, which is why it's not on there natively. Uh, Charles Jacobson said, uh, "Tim said Nintendo did their IPs the right way on Switch. I honestly have not heard a word about Super Kirby Clash since the day they announced and released it. So I'd argue maybe that's one mess up." I don't even was that even a core Kirby game? I don't I've never heard of Super Kirby Clash. Also, that's, that's not a you're wrong. Yeah. Uh CG the second uh says head crab bless is a head crab. Face huggers are alien. <laughs> Thank right. you for that. I appreciate that. Uh 
Kebab says, regarding Joey and Godzilla. <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> regarding Joey and Godzilla, in New Horizons, you get random presents floating in via balloons that you can shoot down. They're entirely randomly selected, so she probably got it that way. Kebabs says the functionality to export creations doesn't exist in dreams yet. I know I was talking about the I was talking about the beta evaluation, which we talked about recently on KFGD, which is a way in which you can interact your, with your dreams off platform. Uh, let's see here. That seems like it's it. Everything else here it looks like it's editorializing editorializing a whole lot of editorializing remember kind of funny.com slash you're wrong hold on for hold on we're we got wrong call well hello hey damage. i have a you're wrong for somebody you're wrong i don't know i'm not really paying attention to the show i got my costilla because it was in my <clears throat> one of the things i could buy with my nook miles in the resident services little terminal thing shop it was just there and also there a giant transformer looking thing which i may also buy now that i have my uh, i'm powering just dressed up kind of looks like the we're, we're all very proud of you joey i'm happy you have the godzilla you. you're cooler than everyone else joey am joey. i ever gonna get uh, Thank she you. Okay, bye. joey why can't bye. why bye. doesn't she just come down she's upstairs because she could just call and and it's over with. It's, it's, it's easier. I try to visit Joey's Island over the weekend. She had like a whole party going on, and seven out of the eight slots on her island that she could have people over for were filled. And I was trying to like be that eighth slot, and I tried to join, and for some reason it didn't work. Dude, and so I'm I'm sad about it. Having not played, this sad game, about it. Having not fully understood what this franchise is ever in my life, I love seeing all the tweets where I know Greg's been playing. Joey's been playing, and all of a sudden, Altano's been playing. And for some reason, I, I all I see is Greg being very angry on Twitter, yelling at people to open the gates, <laughs> like <laughs> give him the apricots or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about here? Like, why why are there walls being set up, and why do I some think, people? I think they're peaches, is what he wants, and he you wants know, the peaches. Yeah, <laughs> like apparently, why all, well, why does Altano have the peaches? <laughs> Because each island, you have a different. Share his goddamn peaches. (laughs) You have a different. Like each island has like a fruit for the island, I believe. Because I'm only growing pears on my trees. Uh And let me tell you, man, I'm all about these pears. (laughs) (laughs) The pears are great. This week's hosts are Tuesday. It's me and Emron. Uh, Hold on, we got another call coming in. Oh, another one. Hello. Hey Tim. Hey, what's up, Andy? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, dude? I'm good, man. You're you're live on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Oh, cool. cool. Um, well, I was gonna call blessing, but I realized that blessing showed up first. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody does. I was, I was gonna say you can come to my island anytime. Bless, you're invited, bro. You're invited. I got tons of pears. I got tons of peaches. Oh, thank how you, did, Andy. How did you get both? Hey, how do you have both? Huh? How'd you get the peaches and the pears? I'm an influencer, dude. Holy shit! Whoa, Holy shit. that's wild. All right. All right well, thank you, Eddie. Bye. That's crazy. I love this. this Wait, hold up, hold up. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a call now. Hello. <laughs> hold up. I can't hear you. Hold up. Hello. Greg Miller, is that you? That's me. Blessing. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, first off, that Joey was able to call in and correct 
was a Godzilla thing because I was I was yelling at Kevin on Discord to call me in on the thing right now so I could set the record straight. But he said we didn't have that kind of technology. Secondly, yeah, uh, Tim, why won't Brian Altano open the gate? It's because he's a time traveling cheater, as we've all learned the hard way, and that is no way to play Animal Crossing is to cheat in time travel. And then thirdly, I have all the fruit now. I've had it. Friday, so nobody worry about me and my peaches anymore. I got a whole orchard of peaches. Blessing, any fruit you need, you let me know. I'll bring it over. Oh, sweet. I'm in. Okay. Sweet. Thank you, Greg. No problem. Bye. Have a good one. I also got a text from Kevin saying I do, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I have your number. And you were like, no, it oh. and I said I do. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shoot. We have good times here on Kind of Funny we Games do. Daily. Um, again, this week's host, tomorrow, it's me and Imran. Wednesday, it's Greg Miller and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's me and Tim again. And then Friday, it's Greg Miller, and it's your boy, Blessing. Eddie. Oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, Gamescast this week, of course, our Half-Life Alex review is up right now featuring Greg Miller and Daniel Dwyer. Did Daniel Dwyer say that it's a Game of the Year contender? You'll have to watch it. You'll have to find, find out. out. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily. Wrong way, bless. Oh. Oh, I yeah, forgot we're supposed blessing's to. the wrong way. There it is. Yeah, we go. Right, there it is. Yeah. It's because I, I have a wall. No, I also, that's weird. We're going to go. We're gonna go.